Hi, David. Hey, Graham. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Hey, you I know can... what? I'm in the mood for a joke. Oh, well, that's good. I got one. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, what do you call a cow that lives in an igloo? Frozen beef. That's pretty good, but no, it's an Eskimo. An Eskimo? Oh, okay. Eskimo. Oh, okay. It okay. um, wasn't a laugh when you yeah. say, oh, okay. No, I, I know mean, it's going to be low. Um, uh, Eskimo. Three. That's fair. Is that, is that fair? That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's a joke, and it's like inside I was chuckling, but it was like a, it was more like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see the punchline now. I understand it. I'm going to give you another one. Okay, all right, all right. It's another winter one. Okay. We're coming up to winter. It's a winter so. wonderland and so forth. How do snowmen travel around? How do snowmen travel around? Ice skates? By icicle. Oh, okay, that's better. <laughs> not, mu- not much. Little, 3.5. Not much. It was kind of, I was trying to trick you and do another bad one. Oh, okay. Oh. And, well, now I feel better about I feel better about the second one though. So, okay. Well, I got one for you. So, one night a Viking named Rudolph the Red was looking out the window when he said, "It's going to rain." I think. Mm-hmm. Well, his wife says, "How do you know?" And he says, "Because Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear." Yeah. Um. <laughs> I like I feel like physical like pain with that one because Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear. I mean, it's pretty good though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five point five. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if it's that good, but I appreciate the sentiment. You know what? <laughs> Enough of the nonsense. Let's get on with the nonsense. Welcome back to Withy Windle, a whimsical interactive show for kids who love stories, words, and groan-worthy jokes. Featuring your favorite authors and illustrators, it's part book club, part game show, and it's an adventure through the wild world of wordplay. I'm David Kern. I'm Graham Pittman. And this is the 6.9th episode, the ninth episode of the sixth season. Yeah. It is our season finale here on season six. We are sad to say, um, for those of you who are... Um, going to be missing it we're sad to say that this is the last episode till the next season till the spring that's how finale well i guess the late winter yeah we got to get late through we're winter. gonna get through the holidays and so after this we actually we've secured a cave and we go hibernate yeah, we, we podcast hibernate we podbernate we podbernate for a, <laughs> you know a, a couple months a sufficient amount of time for us to come up with ideas so that's actually like why we've been snacking Right. So much while right. we pod is that um, you know, we got the reserves. We got to build yeah. up the uh, the layers. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, in this episode, it is a uh, question. Pos- lose a question. Pos- six. Question. Pos- six. Question. Six. Our sixth consecutive season with a question. Palooza at the end of it. And we have a bunch of questions that you guys sent in, and we are very excited to dig into them. T- I, this might be the best questions we've ever gotten from one of these. What do you think? I like them a lot. I'm. I'm always surprised when we do this that um you know we get some of the same questions sure that that's expected yeah but there's a lot of questions uh that i was like oh that's a good question we have never done that oh we've never done that one we've never done that one so it'll be fun i think our listeners are getting more and more in tune with our sense of humor for which i apologize to them and their parents and their siblings but you know what's done is done (laughs) i do not apologize (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to answer a lot of questions. That's going to take up the bulk of the episode. We do, however, have story time. Yes. And Graham, you want to tell the kids where these stories are coming from? Yeah, we're going to read a few, a couple or a few uh, stories. A couple few? A couple of few stories uh, that have been sent in by you, the listener. 
So we're each going to read one of those, I believe, right? I think so. And then Logan's going to do his uh, magic on those stories, just like we did at the end of season five. Um, we also do have... Um, snack time. Snack time coming up. And we've got a um, holiday, Christmas-themed snack time. Oh, we'll tell you about that in a second. Mm. And then we're reading gonna, trees. Okay, so we've been doing crazy words this whole season. But we know that, you know, here... Uh, how do I put it? Some kids are missing an old segment. Mm. And Graham, are, how do you feel about maybe just for this episode, bringing back lazy words um, just for the kids who miss it? I'm always happy to bring back a lazy word. Okay. So, so you're up for it. Yeah. I'm okay, up well, for that it. That is the official statement. We are going to bring back lazy words for this episode. Did, will it turn into an episode of cra- or a segment of crazy words as well? Once he introduces a lazy word, who can say? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the word. And then at the end of the episode, um, we're going to um, say, say goodbye for, for the season. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to bring the sad part here, but I just want to, want to warn you that, that, that it's coming. You want to warn me? Well, you, I'm going to see you probably, but in the cave. But, uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But just the kids. Just warning, warning the kids. Before we get into all of the great goodness of this episode, and hopefully it will be lots of goodness, we've got to tell everyone about the Read Aloud Revival Christmas School, which we've talked about on the, on the last few episodes. But, you know, most of us have so much on our plates before the busy holiday season even begins. And then December hits and we feel behind on, well, all of that stuff that we have going on. And for homeschoolers, December should be the best month of the entire year. You shouldn't have to add merrymaking on top of your already full homeschooling days. And that is what Christmas School by Read Aloud Revival is for. Okay, so Graham, you might be asking, what is Christmas School? What is Christmas School? Thank you for asking. I thought you never would. It's an open and go whole family curriculum for December based on three of Tommy DePaolo's beloved Christmas books. Now, we carry these books in the shop, and let me tell you, they are delightful books. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why they're beloved. They're so good. This Christmas school guide will walk you through Read Aloud Revival's relaxed, bookish book club model of learning to provide a rich and nourishing education for kids four through 18. And Graham, here's the best news. The Read Aloud Revival team has done all the prep for the families. That's right. There's, there's zero prep work on your part. All you got to do is open the guide and follow the plan. They've got seasonal activities for the whole family, no matter your children's ages. And they include literature and art and history and grammar and more. So whether you are looking to replace your regular curriculum with something seasonal or just supplement your existing plans to help your family focus on the reason for the season, there is something for everyone included in Read Aloud Revival's 90-page Christmas school guide. For 2023, Christmas uh, school will run from December 3rd through December 24th. So that's now. This is like, you want to go get this right now. Yeah. It's starting. Because it's now officially December. You can pick and choose from the guide as you'd like, but it does include daily lesson plans to take you through the three weeks of Advent leading up to Christmas. So you can join for all three weeks or you can jump in anytime. If you head over to readaloudrevival.com, you can register now and you can get access to Christmas school for only $39. Or if you're new to Read Aloud Revival, you can register for Christmas school and the Read Aloud Revival premium quarterly for only $49 and lock in the limited time low rate. So join thousands of families and replace your current curriculum with a month of Christmas school to make December a different kind of month in your homeschool year. A better one. A joyful one. So again, that is readaloudrevival.com. You can get that uh, access to Christmas school for only $39. It's not that, it's a small price to pay for joy, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you to Read Aloud Revival for sponsoring this whole season because this season would not be possible without 
Read Aloud Revival. Yeah, and Waxwing Books. And Waxwing Books, yeah. So uh, thanks to them. Do you have any Waxwing facts or are you just Well, like, I'll tell you what. Okay. Uh, I discovered <laughs> that uh, I don't think Waxwing's the book, the birds, not not the books. I don't think the Waxwing birds like Christmas very much. What? I know. I was like, doesn't everybody like Wait, Christmas? Why? Why do you think that? Well, okay. Were so you we got in the wild and you ran into a wax no, ring and you said, do you like Christmas? No. Uh, you know, we, we got our tree recently. Okay. And I was like, you know, what would be fun this year is uh, instead of ornaments, putting live waxwing birds all over my tree. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. You I know, mean, they would probably just make a little nest and sit there, you know, 20 waxwings on, on right, a tree. Bird, and birds don't like, It'd be really know, fun. Leave, leave things anywhere for people what? from messes yeah. yeah no well they didn't um oh, okay. because they all left the ha- they all oh. flew around the house and left so my only conclusion the dog the only conclusion i can come to is they don't like the holiday oh okay wax but wings. i secured 20 wax wings and put them on my tree and they all left it wax wings really into fourth of july who knew they all went up they went up the chimney and out okay uh, well, that's disappointing considering you build your entire Christmas decorations around wax wings yeah. being in, in your home. But they were singing like Christmas carols as they left. So m- maybe my... Maybe it was just your tree. Yeah, maybe it was my tree. Hey, speaking of Christmas... Or my house. Should we do snack time now? Let's go. Okay. So this time, it's a holiday Christmas themed snack time. We've been ranking stuff, right? I think that's a great way to do snack time personally. You know me. I like a good list. I like a good ranking. Yeah. But it seems like the listeners do too, that they've been enjoying that. I think they have. By the way, we do have some salt and vinegar Pringles if you'd like to reconsider your take on them from two weeks ago. I, I, um, I think we should do whatever you're planning oh, for this for today. Week. Okay. I got it. Okay. So this week we are going to rank a candy that is specific and is really only available this time of year. Can you guess what that is? Peppermint ice cream. No, but I we've talked about that on this podcast before, about our mutual affection for peppermint the ice cream. The thing is, though, you can't really rank it because you can barely find it even at this time of year. So you'd know, just be true. like, get one tub and be like, I'm ranking this 10. That's what I would say. <laughs> mm, peppermint ice cream. It is peppermint themed, though. We're going to rank candy canes. Mm. So I've gone to the store. And again, we're trying to rank generally available candy canes. It's not like Mrs. Copernicus. Mrs. <laughs> Local handcrafted North Carolina style candy canes. I want to try that. I do too. Now that you said that, yeah. Um, I don't. This is. I don't know. Mrs. Anytime Carter a Mrs. Really, really in, <laughs> makes candy. Mrs. Butterworth's candy. Yeah, canes. I'm. I'm down for that. Okay. So we have uh, six different kinds of candy cane related uh, foods here. We've got lifesaver candy canes, which have a couple different varieties. I don't think I've ever had those. We have really no. Have you ever had Starburst candy canes? Uh, maybe, maybe. We, so basically what happened is we have one variety of fruit candy cane. Cause you gotta have at least one variety yeah. of that. Cause that's been And popular. that has multiple flavors True. inside the box. True. And then there's M&M candy canes, which are like a chocolate mint thing. I've never had that. I've never had those either actually. Then we've got two different kinds of, you know, traditional peppermint candy canes. One's by Brock's, the famous candy company. And one is by Spangler. Oh, Mrs. Spangler. Yeah, Mrs. The old, the old Mrs. Spangler, yeah. Uh, then we have, um, as a little bit of a mix-it-up, Andy's. You know, they make the little the mints that you can get at the Olive Garden. Yes. Uh, Andy's Peppermint Bark. Okay. So it's kind of candy cane related. And then we have... Adjacent. The Peppermint Sticks, 
that are thicker and a little, you know, they have a little more texture, a little chalkier to them. Oh, yes. Yeah, so cracker Barrel, different. You know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So those are the different things we have to rank. Which one would you like to do first, Graham? Um, let's go. I don't want to put the peppermint ones right too close together. together. Let's yeah. do the Brock's. Okay, so we're going to do Brock's peppermint, traditional peppermint candy canes first. Yeah. So are your kids big candy cane fans? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're they're normal human children. So yes. So I'm gonna put the box here, and we're gonna on the floor, and we'll put them in a row as we rank. So them. the way I eat a candy cane. I'm gonna ask you this. I don't eat it. I don't eat it with the wrapper on. If that's what you were thinking, <laughs> why would you even think that? Because um, <laughs> you're putting. Because you're doing it now. I, I take <laughs> what? Uh, I take it. And I just break it in half. Interesting. You don't care about the crook. No, I don't. Well, the crook stays. It's just a smaller crook after you break it in half. I break it in half, which tears the plastic also in the middle. Because I don't like messing around with that plastic. That plastic's so hard to get off. And then if you're trying to... Yeah. Anyway. You're not wrong about it being... I like the idea of the whole... I mean, I just opened it very easily. I think I opened mine faster than you did. Nope. No, you didn't. (laughs) Well, I... So... Hmm. It's been, it's been, what, 11 months since I've had one of these. <laughs> do you put them on your, your Christmas tree at home? Yeah. And then we have like wooden kind of fake ones. And then get in trouble for stealing them? Uh, it's or expected. It's expected. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's part of the season. I eat the most of them. So. Okay. So you're a big mint guy? I, mean, I like love mint. We talked about this in a yeah. different one where I, was, I remember like... I remember the people that don't like mint in my life or in general say it tastes like toothpaste. When, and uh, my response is that toothpaste tastes delicious. Toothpaste <laughs> so tastes like mint. They've done that on purpose. That's why, yeah, it's great. Um, okay, this tastes like a normal good candy cane. What do you think of the, um, a couple things about candy canes? One, what do you think of the texture, you know, where they're like real smooth on the outside? Yeah. Then as you eat them, it's just like a sticky mess. Uh, I never let it get to the sticky mess. I'm a big chomp. I'm a big chomper of hard of hard candy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as my teeth will attest. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. I. Uh, yeah. My my kids will you know suck on them for ages and. So you don't try to suck on them so long that the lines go away. No 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 no. It's just yeah. Okay. I, I chomp them. Okay. So which one do you want to do next? Let's do a lifesaver one. What's the red in the middle? Is it cherry? Or so something? we have in the lifesaver box here. We have wild cherry, pineapple, and watermelon. Okay. What ones do? You, let's do two of these. Okay. Let's do red. Or should we do them all? I don't know. Let's do two. I gotta open this box here. You pick one. I'll pick one. Okay. So I'm gonna pick. It's got this green color. It's like a rich green color with this maroon thing going this on. This is probably watermelon. Maybe watermelon, yeah. Watermelon candy cane. Okay. And then... And know, these are made by Lifesaver. Wild cherry or pineapple? Pineapple. Okay. Pineapple. Maybe we'll circle back to that wild cherry at the end. Yeah, well, I, I, do I, that. I want maybe, that. Maybe I'll do that while you're reading a story later or something. All right. So this is a Lifesaver... First. Lifesaver watermelon. Okay. Oh. Got, oh, it's got that Lifesaver smell. I love Lifesavers. Do you like original Lifesavers? Yeah. I'm a big fan of those. Yeah, my grandpa always had like a roll of those. Or Just am I making case. that up? I can't remember. He, he used to have rolls of candy. That's what I remember. These are great. So where would you put, as a mint lover, would you put this ahead of the Brock's mint ones? There are different experiences, the thing. It's like a different kind of candy. You just have it in a, the same shape. I don't know. 
I'm I like this more than I thought I would. I'm not yeah. I'm That's not really usually good. a huge watermelon candy fan. No, I don't think so. Not for me. What about you? So, do you like those candy sticks you can get like at a like at a country store where they're wrapped in, it's individually wrapped and you get them out of a jar and they're like hundred percent three for seventy five cents or something? Absolutely. That's what this kind of reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's try the pineapple one. Mm. It's pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the watermelon though. Oh, this this to me is top tier. <laughs> I love this. You know what? I'm as I'm eating it. Yeah, I like this a, yeah. a ton. I, I take I take back what I just said. As I'm eating it and chewing it, I wonder what it sounds like to eat candy canes in a microphone. I guess the whole, we're gonna find out. Like a crunch and a not Slurp great, not time. great. I'm putting this number one for me. Okay, so you week. got that number one. Oh, well, I'm fine with putting that as number one. Then would you put the the watermelon one? That's third for me. Third. Okay. Let's jump over to. How about we do the other Spangler's one? Mint. Yeah. Yeah, peppermint, Spangler, so candy cane. Because then we can get a sense of these two different, they're the same kind of candies. Is there a difference between Spangler and Brock's? That's the question. Okay, before we do this, I'm assuming no. <laughs> I bet they're very, very similar. They look a little different. Though. Actually, you're right. They look a little like clearer. Not that they're clear, but that white isn't as like bright. Maybe thinner? They are thinner. The, it's a little more subtle. Like it's not, the mint is not as much in your face. All right, I do have to compare this one. Don't you think? The first one's more minty. But I think I like this one, the Spangler one, more. I was going to say. I, it tastes like the candy cane I remember from being a kid. Yeah. The Brock's has the more toothpaste mint that's up in your face, and this is more like mint candy. So I would vote. I vote we put that ahead of Brock's. Yes. So pineapple, then this. Pineapple Lifesavers than this, or does this go ahead of the Pineapple Lifesavers? I, I still like the pineapple one. Okay, I'm fine I with that. I just love that flavor. So, so right now, we have Pineapple Lifesavers, then the Spangler Candy Cane Peppermint, then the Brock's Candy Cane Peppermint, then the Lifesavers Watermelon. watermelon. Okay, what next? The what, I'm glad we're not doing like a pickle one or something weird. <laughs> Although people would like to hear that. They probably would, yeah. I'm, like that life save, that that watermelon one being in fourth, that's a great candy. It is. I'm happy about this. Um, Lifesavers makes good candy. Let's jump to one of the other ones. Let's do that softer peppermint one. Okay. Peppermint, soft peppermint stick. Who makes these? So these ones that I found are Redbird handcrafted candy since 1890. Peppermint... Mm -hmm. candy sticks and these aren't like a chewy candy but they're softer yeah they kind of melt in your mouth a little more which i really like well these these smell super strong oh i love that texture where it just kind of melts just falls apart it's a little sandier a little grittier sand sandy which you know we both hate sand but i don't hate sand you hate sand. I just dislike it. It's like creamy at yeah. the end. It's good. That's really good. That's that. I love the soft one the best. Okay. I think. Oh, what, all these things ahead of pineapple? I think so. All right. I'm good with that. Because what we're trying to do here is get at the essence of candy caneness. And yeah. The, this is the best combination of texture, flavor, 
mintiness, the things you think of a candy cane. Red bird. The lot the the pineapple one, it would feel a little weird if it was in exactly first place. I agree. I okay. agree with that. Should we do the the um the M&M yeah. one now? I can't wait to try this. So this is like mint M&M. Okay, so it is oh, it's green and red, very similar to that watermelon one. Yeah, or maybe brown? I think it's like a crimson. It almost looks like a root beer barrel mixed with a <laughs> dark, like a <coughs> like a very, very green thing. So these are going to be mint chocolate. Yeah, chocolate mint flavored. Oh, you know, wow. I, I bet Daniel Nairi has strong feelings on candy canes. Okay. You go first. It's okay. I would put it, it's actually pretty good. But as far as mint chocolate, like it does, it's not. A, I would have re- rather eat an Andy's mint, probably. I don't. I don't like it. I think it's at the bottom for me. I'm fine with that. Like to me, <laughs> I, I like the flavor of mint and chocolate a lot. But when you put it in a hard candy, it's something weird about it to me. Yeah, you'd rather just eat M and M's with mints if you're going to have M and M's. But this flavor it. takes me back. So I must have had these before or something similar to it, and I must have eaten a lot of them because this is bringing back like <clears throat> memories of 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, there's something. It's the chocolate. It's it's because it's you're not actually having chocolate. Yeah, you're having a hard candy that's flavored like chocolate. It's it's a strange one. So Sorry right now, to everybody who loves these. The peppermint, the Redbirds, then the Lifesaver um, pineapples, then the Spanglers, then the Brocks, then the watermelon Lifesavers, then the M and M, the mint chocolate ones. Okay, we got one more. Well, before we get to the bark, yeah. let's do the wild cherry one from the Lifesaver. Okay. I'm, I'm. This has been bothering me that I haven't tried this yet. Especially given how much you like the other, the other ones. This is um, a red candy cane with a darker red stripe through it. That tastes like a lifesaver. I love it. I love this. Yeah, it's kind of cheating, isn't it? The fruity one. It's ones. good, but to me, I think it needs to go right here. It needs to go between this, the two regular candy canes because it's delicious, but I think... It can't be at the top because of it's not enough of a candy cane thing going on there. Yeah, it's a good candy though. I, I really like it. I think that's a good spot. If it was on my tree, I'd eat a lot of them. Yeah. What was the last one in the lifesavers? What do you mean? It wasn't there another flavor, or was that it? It was wild cherry, pineapple, and watermelon. Oh, we got them all. Yeah, we got them all. All right. Okay. Last thing. Last thing is Andy's peppermint bark, and this is a little different. It's obviously not a candy cane, but I like Andy's mints. No, I know what happened. You went to the store, you went to the Christmas candy section, and you said, I want those, and now we're doing it on the show. That's what what happened. It's a little, it's got enough (laughs) on theme, on point, for us to see how it compares. And I'm not complaining. I, this is a, I I know these are going to be good. Why nope. is it bark, huh? Why, why do they say peppermint bark? Comes from a tree. Oh, that explains it. Oh, they're individually wrapped? Individually uh. wrapped. And on the cover it says actual size, and they're quite. They're actually quite large. Okay, so we got some sort of white chocolate, uh, white chocolate peppermint um, with a chocolate base to it. A simply delightful combination of creamy white and dark layers of Andy's mint candy with refreshing peppermint that melts in your mouth. Each piece is wrapped in festive foil, and every bite is a memorable holiday experience to enjoy with family and friends or your favorite podcast listeners. Huh. 
Okay. Before we put it in any sort of ranking, do you like this more than an Andy's Mint? Like the just the green and black ones. Well, it's way more substantial. They're way th- bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think maybe. But those little Andy, Andy's Mints have like how small they are and how they kind of melt in your mouth too. Mm-hmm. I like that. It, I might. This is good. What do you think? I think this is cheating. It is cheating. It's not a candy cane. These are these would beat everything. These are like these are in a different class and category than a very hard peppermint candy shaped these like are, a crook. These are delicious and the chocolate, both chocolates together with the peppermint. These are awesome. Here's what I say. I put them at number one, but I would also cross them out. It doesn't come. Yeah, it doesn't count in our official ranking of candy canes. Mm-hmm. But we take a break and we eat some more. I and like we say that it's a great Christmas snack. I like, actually, I'm surprised, but I like this. I like that the top three, we have two different kinds of peppermint and one yeah. fruity one. Yeah. And it just wasn't all like lifesaver. I agree. I agree. Or it wasn't all just, I mean, for a, for a candy cane, this, these lifesaver ones, they're not minty. They're not peppermint, but they feel festive. Like they did a good job making it feel like Christmas. Yeah, it's probably because of the stripiness. Yeah, maybe. But also just like those flavors to me. Yeah, they're good. Like, you can, it feels like there's a dessert. Like you're having an actual dessert, that pineapple. So one of my favorite things about this ranking snack time uh, segment we've been doing yep. is I love getting the feedback in the emails when <laughs> people write to us at podcasts at goldberrybooks.com because we will get uh, a lot of uh, emails about how much people dislike our number one choice. Or they just don't think it's that good. And how much people love the thing we put so at the bottom. that happened with our root beer? A little bit, yeah. But so I, I'm assuming there's got to be some chocolate M&M candy cane fans out there that are just so, huffing and puffing right now. Can't you know, wait to email us. And in most of these cases, it's just like, we just like it less. It's not that we don't <laughs> like it, except for that, uh, that, that one pickle thing. No, I actually like it. I like hearing uh, strong opinions about candy from other people. What were the responses to our um, salt and vinegar chips? Um, I heard from several people that they're very happy with our number one choice. Kettle? With the kettle brand kettle chip. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, the gummy one. Uh, there are some people that express their extreme dislike for the gummy shark that I love, which yeah, is good. Like me. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that people have opinions. You should have seen his face, everybody. He was offended when I said that. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's take a break. Let's have some more of these Andy's mints. Maybe drink some water too, because actually eating mint things when trying to talk on a podcast is a little bit problematic. Can you imagine if they made a blue shark candy cane? Logan, can we get one of those sound effects you'd get on a TV show where someone is having a daydream as we go to break? Because Graham is now daydreaming about candy cane sharks. Ah. All right, we are back with Z words. That's the laziest it's ever sounded. Well, I've had a lot of time to think about it because we haven't had it on this season. But when we, you know, we know some of the kids missed it. As you know, we've heard we've got some good feedback on crazy words overall. Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that love crazy words. It's good to miss things. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, but yeah, we should bring them back. I yeah, think maybe. we'll bring them back occasionally. As yeah, special occasionally. Treats. Let's do it. Lazy so, word. All right, what you got? What you got? All right, 
David, this lazy word was sent in to us. Oh, okay. From a listener. This listener is named Annika. Okay. Hi, Annika. She suggested that this particular word is very lazy, and it's also topical. All right. So, okay. it's right. the night before. Topical. Not tropical. Oh, okay. Got topical. it. Even Not- though we were just talking about pineapple. <laughs> All right. It's, it's the night before Christmas. Okay. And you have just finished buying gifts for your kids last minute. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. And, Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. And it's midnight. Okay. And they're finally asleep. Okay. Well, possibly. Ish. They're at least quiet. Yeah. Um, they're locked in their room. So you go down to the basement. Okay. And pull out the gifts. No, wait. No, you just bought them. You yeah, go up to your them. trunk. Yeah. Okay. And you bring the gifts in the house. Right. But then you go down to the basement. Okay. To grab scissors. Okay. You grab tape. Okay. Grab some ribbons. Okay. And you grab the thing you need the most. My pet to, monkey. To enclose the gift so they can't see a cage. what they're getting. Where I put the monkey and the right, gifts There's together. There's a monkey. Oh, wait. You do have that monkey in your basement. No. Yeah. Not the monkey. The monkey that does, that wraps presents for me. Oh, wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Wrapping paper. Now, just to be clear, we're not talking about paper that wraps music. We are not. Okay. Although I'd like to see that. Okay. Yeah, yes. And it, I suppose that would be a lazy word too, but it'd be impressive. <laughs> and true. Yeah, I'd like to see yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Wrapping so W-R-A-P-P-I-N-G. So, so the mm-hmm. thing that you wrap gifts in. You- the paper that you use to wrap the gifts in, we have all collectively decided to just call wrapping paper. That is pretty lazy. We feel like this is another atrocity that needs corrected. And I don't know, let's, uh, you want to spitball some ideas of, well, of what, what we some... could potentially call this? So you're going to wrap, I mean, people would call it decorative wrap, but then you're still talking decorative about... Decorative wrap, I've never heard that before. That seems so formal, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I mean, you just <laughs> put presents in it. Um, uh, like, um, uh, clo- close a foil, hide, hidey uh, wrap. Nah, I don't want to. I want to stay away from rap. Yeah, we yeah. can't solve this. I don't know. You, <laughs> yeah, we've proven long ago though. Present camouflage. That's pretty good. Cam giftiflage. But for something that is usually so festive, or and so Cloaked and bagged, <laughs> cloaked and bagged. That's awful. <laughs> we need help. We need listener help. If you think you have a better word than wrapping paper for wrapping paper, let us know. Write us in podcasts at goldberrybooks.com with your idea. That was pretty lazy. Good job by Annika. All right. That's been Lazy Words. And I, I would ask you if we could figure out where the derivation of it is, but um, it comes from the words wrap, wrapping and, and paper. Oh, so, yeah. That would have been the easiest one so far. Yeah. So. It's not, it's not really, a, I mean, the fact that you included it on, on lazy words means that it's kind of the opposite of a, a crazy, crazy word. word. So, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break or should we just not take a quick break? Let's get into these stories. All right. Story time. Okay. So up first, we have a story called The Kid in Calvin's Class. It's by Brent High. This is a good title. He's 11. And this is how it goes. I'm six years old. My dad moved around a lot because of his job. 
I have to get moved around in first grade all year. One year, we moved to Franksville, and I went to school at Franksville Elementary School. This was probably the most memorable school I went to. The day after we moved, I headed to my first day at Franksville Elementary. My mom dropped me off early, and when I got to the classroom, I was the first one there. I met the teacher, Miss Wormwood. Oh, you must be Harold, she said in a weird old ladyish voice. <laughs> that, was, that was a good voice. It was hard to tell, but she, she had what looked like an imprint of shoe on the side of her left arm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, went, I went over to the desk marked Harold and put my stuff under my desk. I walked over to the other desks to look at the names. Two desks sat beside each other. One said the name Susie, and the other said Calvin. The two names felt familiar. Hmm. On the side of the desk that said Calvin was some writing. Watterson, it said. Maybe the guy's last name? I didn't get to think about it long because the door suddenly burst open and like 20 kids came running into the room. I hurried over to my desk. The desk marked Calvin was left empty after everyone got to their seats. Just as I was thinking this, a kid with spiky hair ran into the room and onto the desk marked Calvin. His skinny mother came in after him looking pretty winded, talked to the teacher, and then left. Calvin did a pretty good job of making himself known. Exactly nine times he asked if we could skip the subject that was present and go play on the playground for the rest of the day. Thirteen was the amount of times he asked to get a drink of water, and the thirteenth time he came back dressed as a superhero. Mrs. Wormwood sent him to the principal's office. At lunch, I was wondering if Calvin had ever heard of detention. I guess they wouldn't do it in first grade. Lunch was pretty nasty, and there was some sort of commotion over at Calvin's table. School was not the same old thing with Calvin. So when I got home and mom asked how school was, I couldn't put my finger on the right word. So I just decided on gobsmacking. The end. <laughs> Inspired, I think, perhaps, maybe, a little bit, by a favorite of many of our listeners. You think so? I think it might be might be the case. Uh, I thought it might have been based off my nephew, Calvin, because this also sounds oh, you very much think of that. Very much like uh, like him. <laughs> I like this a lot because there are uh, Brent is uh, writing from something he knows, and that is one of the that is a piece of advice that's been given. That's true by many of our authors about how to start out. Feels like there's some uh, fun Easter eggs in there for those who might know what he's writing about. So good job to Brent. What's our second story, Graham? All right. Our second story is by Anna and Kate and Christy. Ooh, a triumvirate of story writers. It is, <laughs> it is called Uncle Weddy's Water Park Disaster. Uncle Weddy's Water Park Disaster. Okay. All right. Sounds wet. Wet Jim had a brother named Sloppy Joe. <laughs> and Sloppy Joe had a son called Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III. <laughs> no one knows why he's called Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III. He just was. Now Wyatt Stanley... Uh, okay. Now Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III was a plumber. I think... That's like part made, of the I joke, right? They named him that so we would have to say yeah, it. So I'd have to say again. it. If you get tired, you need me to fill in. Just get pass the computer tar over. Twisted all up. Now, Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III was a plumber. Okay. He was also. How old is he? No one knows. Oh, okay. Uh, he was also an impeccable dresser. Okay. All right. Plumber and an coming, impeccable cool. dresser. 
Good for him. Every morning, he would put on a meticulously clean suit. And every evening, he would arrive home with a meticulously clean suit. Which was why he was such a bad plumber. Oh, okay. Now we've come to it. <laughs> One day, Wet Jim called Wyatt Stanley. <laughs> really some drive-bys on plumbers in general are going on here. <laughs> no, just this one. Oh. Okay. Uh, one day, Wet Jim called Wyatt Stanley Walken, Woodlawn Watkins III about a problem at his water park. Okay. I need your help, you young whippersnapper. My water park is no longer wet. My customers are actually satisfied with their experience. <laughs> Something is dreadfully wrong. <laughs> You must understand that Wyatt approached his job with some trepidation. Approached this job with some trepidation. Mm. His uncle was known for his strange behavior. <laughs> I'll say. And soggy hugs. Oh. He didn't think he could tackle He didn't think he could tackle this job alone. Hold on. I need a sound effect for a soggy hug. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't think he could tackle this job alone. It was time to call in the big guns. Sloppy Joe. Mm. This was a hard decision to make because Sloppy Joe was, well, sloppy. <laughs> and Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III was, to say the least, meticulous. Mm, I could see why there might be some yeah. conflict there. Yeah, for real. Uh, he had been traumatized as a child by his father's disarray mm. and now screamed if he saw a crumb on the floor. Which is why, when he called Sloppy Joe, Wyatt was dreading what would happen. He had no reason to worry. Sloppy mm. Joe was eager to help his sloshy brother. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it's a leak, he said, trying to be helpful. You mean like an onion? Said Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III. Or a clog? Asked Sloppy Joe. You mean like the dancers? Queried his son. No, Sloppy Joe yelled, like the plumbing term. Aren't you supposed to be a plumber? Let's just go, suggested Wyatt. When they well arrived, done. well done. When they arrived, they were greeted by an unusually dry wet Jim. In fact, they could hardly recognize him. Wet Jim despondently led them around the water park to Pipe Central. It was a large room with a blue door. I don't know. I wouldn't go in Pipe Central yeah, in Wet Jim Water Park, but I guess they know what they're doing. Wyatt timidly opened it and stepped inside. He reappeared quickly with a worried look on his face. Uh, Uncle Weddy? He asked. We got a problem in here. Wet Jim stepped inside Pipe Central and Sloppy Joe followed after him. The floor was covered in a thin layer of water and sludge. Pipes emerged from the brackish scum like huge swamp monsters. In the middle of what would, had once been Pipe Central, a hulking figure lurked over a pot of greenish goo. Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III sloshed through the muddy mess to the shadowy figure. It turned around, and in the light from the door, he could see it was a troll. Now, they didn't know at the time, but this was no ordinary troll. This was the infamous Gargolehauser. <laughs> The once bookstore troll. Not great. Let me tell you. Yeah, not Been great. there. After David and Graham kicked him out of the basement, he traveled all the way to Rockford, Illinois, in search of his new home. This is how I know this story's fiction. Because <laughs> we've kicked him out over and over and over, and he never goes to another state, let alone 
another block over. He just keeps coming back. Well, didn't he travel last last season? Well, we didn't kick him out. I oh, mean, yeah, he was yeah. going on a journey. He, he's too petty to actually like when you want yeah. him to leave. All right, but I, I'm I'm suspending uh, disbelief. Disbelief yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Right. Well, yeah. Wyatt Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III screamed <laughs> and ran to Sloppy Joe, hugging him like a koala. <laughs> At the same time, Wet Jim tried to run away, but fell into Sloppy Joe, who tumbled with Wyatt into the swamp. They both emerged moments later, coughing and sputtering. Somehow the water had cleaned Sloppy Joe's clothes. While Wyatt, Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III, was drenched with swampy sludge. Mm. The troll who was Gargolehauser laughed so hard, he sneezed a giant booger which landed on Wyatt, Stanley Woodlawn Watkins III's head. Gross, but also, could you demonstrate what such a laugh would sound like? Ha <laughs> ha! Actually, yeah, I've heard that laugh. Uh, so the booger landed That's on. That's why you were so good at doing it. Landed on his head, only adding to his predicament. Although they had a rocky start, the four became fast friends. And hours later, the three relations emerged from Pipe Central with smiles on their faces. It seems as though Gargolhauser had somehow diverted the water to make his swamp. But now that he had it, he relinquished control of the water back to Wet Jim. The water park was saved. This began a long and happy friendship between the families. Although Uncle Wetty's wife, Aunt Betty, was always a trifle annoyed. Wetty's wife, Aunt Betty? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Although she was was always a trifle annoyed with Gargolehauser because he never used her gifts of crocheted doilies and monogrammed tea towels. Nevertheless, Gargolehauser remained with them for many years, and Wet Jim's water park gained two new attractions, the sludgy swamp and the trollish terror. The end. Nicely done. Bravo! Two great stories right there. Well done, guys. Those are fun. We got a lot more. We had to we we had to pick the ones. Yeah. We had to pick a couple. I uh, but we appreciate them all coming in. Yeah, and um, keep sending them because we've got future episodes where we'll we'll do stuff like this. So thanks again to Brent and Anna, Kate, and Christy for sending in those stories. They were delightful. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. Well, we creative listeners and all the all the Easter eggs for people who listen to the podcast or read fun comic books. We have the best listeners. The in absolute of, best. In all of podcast verse. If we were to do a snack time ranking, not that we would eat the listeners, but if we were to do a ranking of podcast listeners, with the window listeners would be at the top. I agree with that. And then there'd be a, like a distant... It'd be like a chasm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to get into all of the questions that were sent in for this question, Palooza. Time to answer your questions for question p- six. The question Palooza number six. Question Palooza six. So we got a bunch of questions, and Graham, I want to start with this one here. We have our document. We've got the page over on the Substack, and if kids want to send in future questions to us, they can email us at podcast at goldberrybooks.com, or they can leave a comment on any of the posts on the Substack page. We had a call for questions, and most of these come from that Substack page. Substack, withywindle.substack.com. Okay. This is from the Turpins. Okay. What segment do you enjoy recording the most? Oh, come on now. 
Snack time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not actually... Well, okay. So, we. this is our podcast. Right. We created it. Right. We... I, I know. We created I know <laughs> segments... I was there, too. <laughs> we created segments um, that we wanted to do. Right. That so, are, like, up in all, our particular interest sets. All of them I really enjoy. So, uh, a favorite, I mean, the author interview is just so much fun to get to meet the authors that, you know, that's pretty exciting. Wanted to meet for a long time and ask them about Cheetos. It's, it's just the best. That might be my answer. I mean, I think for me, it would be probably the authors just because we're getting to meet people who we've been big fans of. Yeah. All right. uh, Then I'm changing my snack time. (laughs) Let's not do the same. You don't like when we, um, when we, when we do like a riddle at the end? Uh, I do like riddle time, but our riddles are becoming harder to find. That's just and true. So that's a li- that one actually has a little bit of uh, added work that's, that's to true. it now that we've done yeah. 50 riddles. Yeah, um, that's true. Because it's very easy to find like riddles about math and stuff, but it doesn't like really it translate. It translate to a podcast, you know. yeah. Good question. Okay. You want to do one next or should I just keep? No, one? I got one here. Okay, do it. This is from Ransom and Calvin. Okay. Is a s'more a sandwich? This is, this is I thought, I'm glad you asked this. We should really dig into this. Okay. I'm here to dig. Okay. So, a s'more. Yes. A graham cracker. Uh-huh. With a toasted, roasted marshmallow, whatever word you use. Yeah. Um, varying degrees of burntness. Okay. Melty. Yes, yeah, yeah. With a piece of chocolate smushed together into, what do you call it if it's not a sandwich? Into a item treat, a snack. So it doesn't have bread, but it has all the other elements of sandwich making. Mm-hmm. Two ingredients stuffed between, stacked even, between two outer foods, which hold them together and allow you to hold it in your hand and take bites of it. I, I, Could sim- it just simply be a dessert sandwich? Yes. Because we call it an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, and an Oreo is a sandwich cookie. I think it's a sandwich. Okay. Because... It's more of a sandwich than a hot dog is. I think it's a sandwich because graham crackers are made out of flour. It's similar to bread. It's a, it's different, but it's... Loosely. <laughs> it's different, but it's similar, like but, in the way it's made. Okay, but, but it's it turned ham- into a cracker. We talked about this before. Is a hamburger a sandwich? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, you, if a hamburger is a sandwich, then this is definitely a sandwich. S'more, sandwich, done. There's subcategories of sandwiches. Yeah. And this is the dessert sandwich. And category. you know what never fits into one of those subcategories? A hot dog. Agreed. That's right. Okay, let's do this one here from James. This is a, might be a tough one. Maybe. I don't know. Star Wars, Marvel, or Harry Potter? Now, mm. there's a lot to think about here. Mm-hmm. Because there's all the extended worlds of all the Marvel and all the Harry Potter. And the Harry Potter's got the books. I mean, Marvel's got the comic books, and then uh, Star Wars also has books, which some of them are canonical now and some of them are not because of the Disney, you know, there's a whole thing we're getting ourselves into here. Yeah. After we decide one, we have to decide how to rank these these three. Oh, no. Um, so, what's, what's number one for you? Is it Star Wars? I know you're a Star Wars fan lover. I... Uh, this is a hard question. It, my favorite is not Marvel. I did not grow up with... I mean, I grew up with some comics, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I was deep diving into, you know, Iron Man when I was a kid. It was, um, if I was reading comics, they would be, um, 
Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes and things like that. But even like a comic book, like you would think of a Marvel comic. Yeah. It was like, it was going to be like a Star Wars one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, so maybe Star so, Wars is above Marvel. But I do like some of the Marvel movies, but I can't put it ahead of Harry Potter or Star Wars. Um, this would be easier if it was like, which books are better? Or do you like more? So the question. Like, like Harry Potter. But if it's like, which movies? I'd be like Star Wars, right. but not all of them. Right. If I, when I think of Star Wars movies, I'm thinking of those first three yeah, that I grew up with. Star, uh, New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. That's that's my answer. Star Wars, Those. that's your answer. The original three Star Wars movies are take the cake for me. But I love Harry Potter. It's tough for me, too, because the Harry Potter books are such big favorites and big favorites of my, my family. And we know that there's more, there's, all, there's more of all of this coming, right? All of these franchises are going to have more content. There's a whole new Harry Potter show coming, and there's going to be new Star Wars shows, new Star, new Star Wars, Wars movies. movies. Yeah, um, I would put Marvel third. I think that the highs of the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. are such a triumph that I would have to choose them as number as number one, just because the, for me, the highs of the books are so high. Yeah. Even though I love the Star Wars movies, Empire yeah. Strikes Back for me would be, and a couple Empire Strikes Back and. Um, Rogue One are two movies that I re- I love a lot, mm-hmm. so it'd be really tough for me. But that it's a close second. Like the highs of Star Wars is a close second, I think, to the highs of Harry Potter. Um, and then Harry Potter movies does have Prisoner of Azkaban, which I think is an amazing movie. It is. It is an amazing movie. It's better than a lot of the Star Wars. Movies. And you know what? Um, all three of these things that he mentioned are like triumphs of world building. That's true. Yeah. And so, like, Star Wars, when that came out, it was, like, incredible, um, like, the amount of thought and detail that went into that whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with Harry Potter. Um, and Marvel has some great stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a, you know, a huge fan of some of those, those stories. I have way, way, way more um, moments, memorable moments with Harry Potter with my family. Yeah. And so... That might tip the scale for me also to Harry as Potter. As opposed to Star Wars, like as, as a kid. As opposed to Star Wars. They love Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah. for you, Star Wars was the thing as a kid, whereas it's, it's almost like, like their Harry Potter, your Harry yeah, Potter yeah. was their Star Wars. It's like in my, it's like in my core. Let's say we introduce Lord of the Rings into this though. Do they, does that move to number one for you? Yep. Okay. Same. <laughs> yeah. It'd be number one for me too. Okay. All, All right. right. Here's, here's a question okay. from Ashlyn. Okay. Which one? Your pigeons or the bookstore troll? <laughs> she doesn't say which ones are better. It just yeah. says which ones. Okay, so we get to th- okay. Um, well, if I was doing bridge building or wanting to scare people, yeah, trolls, mm-hmm. I want to send a letter. Pigeons. If you wanted anything else, yeah, right, yeah. pigeon, yeah, company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Not to be scared. Uh, collecting the feathers to make a pillow. Right. Yeah, the books. The the basement troll. Um, you know, if he was, if, if, you know, if he ever moved along from Goldberry Basement, we would miss him, but it would take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, we got another question here. Did you notice that about Star Wars or Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, I from saw Mariana. that too. Same thing. <laughs> okay. Let's do this one from Leah, which is a little more like, more about our lives. Mm-hmm. How long have you lived in North Carolina? From previous episodes, it sound like, sounds like you grew up in more cool regions of the States and Canada. Do you prefer the unforgivable heat or the white snowy nip of a northern winter? What about you, Graham? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Leah is correct. We grew up in 
Well, I, I don't know about crew. All, I, we were lived all over. We yeah. lived all over. So yeah. we've answered this one before, but it's good. It's good to answer it again. Um, I lived in Western Canada, uh, in a province called Alberta, and then I've lived in the Midwest, uh, in Iowa, and I've also lived in Wisconsin, and and then North Carolina. I also lived in in uh, Montana for a little bit, and. So uh, she is right. We are used to the cold because you are also used yeah, to the cold. I was born in Canada. I lived in Wisconsin. I lived in Idaho. Now, now you lived here for 10 years. That's part of the question. Oh, I've lived in North Carolina for 10 years. I've lived here for 22 years. Now, other than, other than like when I went to Iowa and lived with you. Now, mm-hmm. um, would you rather the heat? I mean, the cold than the heat, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it is very hot here. Yeah, it, there's about a month where hot. everyone wants to just um, not go outside, uh, which is not unlike February up north. Right. I would rather be cold because I feel like the solution to that is simpler. It's like wear more layers, right. uh, get another blanket. And there's something about like kind of being cold, but kind of bundled up. That's just great. Yeah. Whereas the heat, it's like, you got to find air conditioning. There's your if if it's a hundred degrees and a hundred percent humidity, a spot of shade outside is not going to do much. Like it'll help a little bit, but you're just I me personally, I'm just sweating. I'm just sweat, sweat, sweat. To me, it's pretty clear that there is like a genetic, historical predisposition to one or the other. Mm-hmm. Like we've got friends who their families seem to come from the south, or they're they're. And or have their their heritage is more southern. Yeah, and they, they love don't it. Have they love the heat? They hate the winter. It could be fifty degrees, and that's too cold for them. Yeah. And then you got people like us who fifty degrees is like the ideal temperature, and yeah. you want to wear a sweater, and you want to feel that little crispy and the crisp in the air. And then once you get to August in North Carolina, and it's ninety eight degrees with the humidity, you like my wife is a lizard. She wants to be in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of lizard? <laughs> A very beautiful one. <laughs> Basilisk, uh, Komodo dragon. Okay. Neither of those. Yeah. I would say I don't want either of these, uh, but I will take the cold. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like we're talking about two extremes that two we don't extremes. We'd rather. We'd rather it be 60 degrees. And, yeah. San like, Francisco, like 60. San Diego. San Diego. San, San, San Diego. cold and windy. Yeah. San Diego, 76 degrees all year round. All right. What's the next one? All right. This question comes from James. He asks, not worrying about the price, what kind of car would you have if you could choose? Oh, what is, what's a good one? What would you say? Uh, I want... Okay, so ever... You know, you know the answer to this, like, for sure? Yeah. So ever since I was a kid, um, I used to play with micro machines all the time and, like, matchbox cars, uh, and I... Um, <laughs> and I... A semi-truck? I really liked cars uh, when I was a kid. I don't care that much anymore because mm-hmm. um, when I think of cars, <laughs> I just think of insurance and such and right. uh, mechanics. Um, but I always wanted a, a Porsche 911. Oh, okay. Uh, and I also wanted um, an Aston Martin from like the 1970s, like a DB5, DB4 Aston Martin. Okay. So this is like, there's no costs. We're no not cost. thinking about practical things here. Oh, but my favorite one absolutely that i would take is the master cycle from mario kart 8 if i could choose uh, okay i'd like to know how far you would get on that very far it has great handling takes the cur- 
the the acceleration's great. It keeps it speed up. Uh, you know, try to avoid those green shells that get shot at you. It's perfect. Okay, so I would. This would be really tough for me. You're talking about like the Porsche 911, like the one that's in Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I, is there? Is, is there a 911? There might be. 1973 one, that car? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that car. That's a beautiful, beautiful car. Um, you know, some of these cars like James Bond drives and things like that. But I think it might be some kind of like really cool Land Rover. Oh, like that could go off-road and like... Yeah, and it's got a little... bunch of storage. And, and I like the vintage ones too from like the, yeah. the 70s. Um they're, not one of those ones that looks all boxy, like like uh, looks futuristic, but like one that looks a little rugged, um, vintagey, post-war. Yeah, yeah. Um, something like that, which I'm showing you right now, a little boxy, a little. I love those cars. Yeah, um, and some of the ones that are like from the, the mid 2000s are really cool too. And they're, I mean, they're you know a Land Rover or a Land what a Land what's the other one that's like um, Land Cruiser. Yeah, um, any of those kind of. Um, uh, not a Land Cruiser, not a not the Toyota, uh, but yeah, uh, um, probably a Land Rover. Um, like, look at this vintage Land Rover. Look at that blue. Yeah, it's like a it's like a uh, a beefier like Jeep. Yeah, yeah, right. Those are great. So McKenna asks, "What is our favorite fruit?" We've talked about this one before, but she says, "What is your opinion on grapefruit?" And I love oh, grapefruit. So specific. What is your take on grapefruit? I don't like it. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> Next question. No, um, I. The next question is, what is your favorite sponsor that Graham has made up? That's from McKenna. She also asked that. Oh, um, I don't know why she thinks. I she didn't see up. that question beforehand. I'm supposed to answer this. I guess that makes sense that I would also answer this. I really liked Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids might be the. That's the. You could re-listen to that one over and over. Because again. I don't know if it's the best one or anything, but I knew like I was going to drop that one on you, and I knew it would have an effect. <laughs> so I was like excited to it do was that. Do something. Um, and I really liked that the last one, Wet Gym's Water Park. But uh, but my favorite one that it, like when I came up with it was Certified Stick. I thought that was like because I came up with those two words together, yeah. and I was like, "What is this company going to be?" And then had to like figure it out from there. So that was fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, we Wet Gym's Water Park is pretty dang funny. Um, probably, I would say Sour Patch Kids is. It's just gonna be hard to beat. The surprise of it was great. The recording that we produced is. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> it's the only one that had its own little theme jingle to yeah, it. Yeah, that was right. good. That's, it is good. So that's probably the way it All is. right, here's a question from Madeline that I really like. She asks, if you could turn any book into a video game, what book would you choose? And what would you call the game? I thought a lot about this one. You're more of a gamer than I am. What, what would yeah. you say? So... Like the 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 obvious answer for me, like off the top of my head, is like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. But those have yeah, actual have games. games. Yeah, like you, they have plenty of games actually, like many games. So I think for me, uh, like number one would be Housekeeping by Marilyn Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke. Um, for the moms. Uh. Uh, I was thinking about like some of the authors we've had on. Yeah. Lightfall would be great by Tim Probert. Yeah, that would be a world yeah, really good. I would love to have a game. Somebody, whoever's listening to this, that owns your own game studio, <laughs> make Lightfall 
um, into a into a video game. That would be great. There was also one uh, a book called The Wild Robot with okay. a robot on an island. Yeah, and maybe one day we'll be able to have him on. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, and I thought that'd be a really fun game, like a point of view game, like your robot are going around an island. Uh, and then lastly, I thought the Tale of Despero by Kate mm. DiCamillo. I thought that could be really fun. Like you'd be really small. You'd be the mouse. I was trying um, to figure out if Squire and Knight could be a video oh, game. Yeah. The graphic novel that we talked about the, earlier this season. And I bet a lot of Mac Barnett's and the Mac <laughs> Barnett, um, the, the books that he's done, with other people could yeah. be made into really fun. Like some of those illustrations that John Clausen has done with that, Mac Barnett, for example. You, I want to, now you got me thinking of like, like Sam and Dave dig a hole and those characters and yeah. stuff could be fun. Video what games. about just the shapes too? <laughs> well, that could be a really fun. Like iPhone game, like, like a puzzle, really simple, like yeah. it's different. Oh, yeah. that'd be fun. Um, I, um, I also thought about like Robinson Crusoe would be really fun. So I thought of the Voyage I, of the Dawn I like Dawn islands. So <laughs> could the Voyage of the Dawn Treader be made into a video game? Oh, yes. Yes, it could. And all that. Yeah. But it's so much about the choices Edmund makes. Like are, if you take away Edmund's bad choice, I mean, not Edmund, uh, Eustace. If you take away Eustace's bad choices, uh, you know. Maybe in the game, the game you concept? have choices that uh, dictate what happens in the game. I don't know. This is really mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, here's one from a Garglehauser. He says, uh, if we've, <laughs> but I don't, well, we've I told him, to I mean, we've told him the answer to this a hundred times. We answer it every day. Yeah. And he just continues to ask it. So and frankly, it's private. Yeah. We don't need to yeah, talk about yeah. this. Okay. Let's do this one. If you could turn a, if you could turn into a character from a book, who would you turn into? That's from Ransom and Calvin too. Oh man. So if you could turn into a character from a book, who would you turn into? The question I have is, are you in the book world or are you that character in our world? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going with Smog. (laughs) I think it'd be just, he lives a pretty good life. I know he has a tragic end. Um, I was going to say Bilbo. (laughs) (laughs) Well. No, I was going to say, Gandalf would be high up there. So would Aragorn. Oh yeah. I'd be going Lord of the Rings as well. Sam. um, Sam would be a good one. Just the gaffer. He stays in the Shire. That's true. Everybody yeah. else has the adventures. That's true. Or Butterbur. I mean, yeah, you, you own your own inn, and uh, his, his actually his job sounds hard. Yeah, um, that's true. I'm not going with Smog, but he does have a lot of gold, and he sleeps a lot. So <laughs> I'm not not saying him. That's a. I have. I need to understand a little more about this. And like, are we in the world, and we have to do the quests of those characters? Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to be Smog in our world. Yeah. I'd be put in a cage pretty fast, I think. No, I would actually have to go find a mountain and like that's, that's yeah. right, yeah. Um, let's just do this one quickly by Lindsay. Why did y'all stop word of the week this season? It was one of my favorite segments. This is from Andrew Huckabee. And a couple of people asked about this as well. Yeah, I saw that. Molly and William. What should we say? Well, uh, yeah, let's go a little behind the scenes. I like this. Um talk about the actual ins and outs of the podcast a little yeah. bit. So we um, we this, really like the quiz f- that we do for the authors. We like the quiz a lot. And that was, I mean, these things, it's kind of like a, a what, what would you call it? A push and pull? Yeah, and give pull, and take. Give yeah. and take. We have to decide how much time we can kind of uh, devote to, I guess, producing the podcast and, and doing it. So we, So that was one of the things we thought. And we, how much time we ask of the authors. Yeah. And we knew we weren't going to do lazy words this season and crazy words we thought was, oh, that's pretty similar yeah. to kind of that word of the week 
segment, but it seems like a lot of people love the word of the week. Um, I think they, I think maybe it's the like the guessing part of it, the yeah. fact that the author's involved too. I'm not opposed to bringing it back. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll talk about that we'll between. Talk about we'll it. talk about that between the seasons. We've got a bunch of stuff that we're considering for season seven, so we'll let you. You know, we'll let you hear about that soon. Titus asks, "Do you like Chick Fil A sauce?" Yeah, it's fine. Do you? No. Do you like Polynesian sauce? No. I'm gonna. I don't want to. I, I asked this question. I chose it. I shouldn't have. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a lot of kids like mad at the at what they're listening to like right mayonnaise? now. Hmm? You like mayonnaise on stuff? No. Do you like mayonnaise like things that are made with mayonnaise? No, uh, no, not at all. I like buffalo sauce. Okay. And I like barbecue sauce. Do you go to Chick Fil A much? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you just that's like the one. You it's don't like, like Polynesian sauce. Is that like sweet and sour? Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, I probably like that. It's their version of it. It's really good. I don't like most of the um, house sauces at places. Okay. Uh, you know, Chick-fil-A sauce, Slim sauce. Uh, is, from Slim Chickens. From Slim Chickens. Is there a... Uh, it's like a Bojangles burger places. mustard. Burgers have special sauce, yeah. Special sauces. There's like the In-N-Out sauce. Those are usually a mayonnaise-based That's what sauce. they all look That's like to I'm, me. They're like light pink. It's and mayonnaise with a little bit of ketchup and some so- and like seasonings and stuff. Honestly, you should probably try I it. I know people love it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um. Okay, here's one on food from introverted, un- introverted bookworm. What are your opinions on cereal? Could you do a sneer- cereal snack time? A cereal snack time. This was also a question uh, from Savannah, farther down. Uh, and I just want to say, yes, I have circled cereal snack time on the list. Ooh. It's a little bit complicated because the question is, do we do it with milk or are we doing it dry and just eating the... Because not all cereals can 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 be um experienced quite as fully without the milk so but we could do that we could bring some milk into the studio and i have a fridge in here okay and this this actually dovetails right into toby's question oh perfect which we'll, we'll need to answer after we talk about this he asks is a cereal a soup but first let's talk about our favorite cereal <laughs> okay so i pro cereal is generally speaking how i would answer that the question is what are you your are pro cereal? cereal i'm pro cereal although i don't eat it a ton my children eat a lot do you right. eat cereal a ton um i will eat it more as like a snack okay yeah right um, yeah You're- because i don't i don't put milk in my cereal so you just snack on it. Yeah, and it's not like I'm I'm constantly having cereal as snack, but if we get like something I really like in the house, yeah, I'm going to like pour some into a bowl and just munch on it like like I would with Do you like granola? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, easy. yeah. But Is for granola, like an actual like we're sitting down to have breakfast. Yeah. I I want like eggs and bacon and pancakes and and all that. So I'm not like, yeah, yeah. but I yes I I love cereal too. And of course we have opinions of what our favorites are. <laughs> yeah. Do, so are you, do you like? Do you mainly just like the sweet ones? What I mean, other kinds are there? Yeah. What are you talking about? Bran flakes? Yeah. You, like raisin. I mean, even raisin bran's pretty sweet. But yeah. <laughs> it's the concept of. You uh, mean like plain Cheerios? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't like that. Okay. So, okay, what are your top three cereals? Could you could you say a top three? Easy. Okay. Let me, can I guess yours? You're not going to get them. You might get one. Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yes. Okay. Lucky Charms? Nope. Fruit Loops? No. Okay. Is there a, um, one more, I'm going to do one more wild shot here. Tricks? No. <laughs> I just had to throw one, no. a random one. Okay. What are they? My f- three favorite cereals are Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Okay. 
and honeyos. Oh, I yeah, honeyos are honeyos is like those a lot at home. It's like Honey Nut Cheerios, but they're bigger and puffier, and they taste way better. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm like addicted to honeyos. We get those a lot at home. All right, so your three favorites. <laughs> It's going to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Nope. <sighs> what do you mean, nope? You mean that's Everybody under- in my family loves them, but they're only fine. I think they're only okay. <sighs> what? <laughs> they're fine. They're like, I'll eat them, but they're this not my is three not favorite. Ali- this is an illegal opinion. <laughs> You're not allowed. Okay. <laughs> it's, they are so good. I, they're, yeah, they're good, but I'm just saying they're not my, in my three favorites. I don't know what to do now. You threw me. Okay, hold on. Uh, oh. fine. Bran flakes, bran wheat, and cream of uh, graham cracker soup. I don't know. No, no. I let me actually guess. Okay. Um, fruity pebbles. Nope. <laughs> uh, Lucky Charms. Nope. Oh man, what do you? What have I ever seen you eat a cereal? I don't know. Just a bunch of those root beer barrel candies in milk. <laughs> I don't. I can't do a lot of milk, so I don't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotta get one. I have to get one. Um. All right, we're gonna, is it fruity? Oh uh, yeah, one uh, yeah. Does one it have marshmallow? No. Apple Jacks. Yes. Yes. Apple Jacks is in my top three. Okay. Um, I can't. I don't think I can guess anymore. Golden Grams. Uh, I do like Golden Grams. Yeah, no. me too. They're good. Um, so Honeyos. Now that you're saying it, probably would be up there for me. We eat those mm-hmm. a lot, and they're great snackable. Um, yeah, that's what I think of when now, I'm snacking. I gotta tell you, this is kind of silly. Maybe I love. Crispix. Crispix? Yeah. They're one of the best cereals with milk. Cause they because of the, this. the texture that 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 emerges as you eat it. Now you can't let them get too soggy, but like if it goes too long, but you can't let any cereal get too soggy. What did they don't have a taste, do they? Um and then the other one that I also love that I don't think they'd be in my top three is Golden Crisp. Do you know Golden Crisps? So that's got a bear yeah. like as a logo. Yeah. Yeah, this guy. Golden Crisp. They're really good. You'd like you'd like golden crisp. Yeah, I probably I don't even really remember. But I don't they're kinda like probably better with milk too because when they're little and they're just sticky, and so you probably just get really sticky when you're eating. <laughs> so All right. I was not expecting this crispix thing. I didn't even know they still made that cereal. Oh my my kid my and, kids love them. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm gonna talk I'm, I'm gonna t- talk to them about cereal. what I'm just saying that it's not only, you know, a dad cereal. <laughs> My dad ate just the, some of the worst cereals imaginable. <laughs> At least that's my memory of them. I, be, I believe it. I do love granola, though. All right. Haley wants to know, do we have any pets? Oh, like, yes. together? No. I'd collect up between us. Well, There's not like a troll wiki. and yeah. the pigeons, but they would have, not want to be. I have four pets. You have four pets, yep. And I have one. I have a dog. What kind of dog is he, Graham? He is a, a mutt with a brain of made out of like wood. That's what well, he is. He's a labradoodle. So he's a mutt, but he's also like the most beloved mutt. He's uh, a mutt in the he's sense He's beloved of he's a, he's by. He's not only really a mutt, he's a mixed breed purposefully. Yeah. It was a mistake. To, as its own breed. It was a mistake to mix those two, though. Oh, uh, what's his name? His name is Oliver Wood. That's why he's a wooden brain. Wait, really? You gave his whole name is Oliver, Oliver Wood? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I have a. True Mutt, who is getting older, she is a, not, she's not doing so great. Her name is Harper. Then we have a, my dog is, he's really, he only listens to me. He's, uh, his name's Sherlock, and he is a one-year-old Brittany. And then we've got two cats, 
one is all black named Sam and he's mean and likes to hang out by himself and only likes my wife. And, and, uh, he doesn't even really like to get petted that much. He's a weirdo. And then we've got, he's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) And then we've got Pippin who is all gray and they are brothers and they like to fight and they're outdoor cats because we have some outdoor buildings. Um, and, uh, we get lots of mice and stuff. So he, they, they, they are mean cats who hunt things down and then occasionally come and look for food. So yeah, we've got we've got pets. We're I think we're both. Are you a big dog guy? Yeah, I like I like dogs. How many? What's the most dogs you would ever own? Two, probably. Okay. We don't have like a ton of space and like. Let's say you had two acres. Uh, yeah, two, probably two. I th- I think getting more than that, you're you're. There's a lot more work. I don't three. You know, but three. really, is it that much more work to have one? In my mind, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Torin asks, is y'all, is the word y'all commonplace in your day-to-day speech? I've never heard either of you say it. Yeah, I say it fairly often. Me too. Not, I mean, I do too. Yeah, it's like, it's hard not to say it when you live around here. I think when we talk on the podcast, I don't intentionally not say it. Yeah. But it would be weird to say it to the authors or like... Um, I feel like I've said it to the audience at least. Like I thought yeah, I said it during the live episode. Yeah, maybe. Take a quick break and then y'all come back. Something like that. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely say it. I mean, we don't. We're not Southerners, born and bred Southerners, but we're definitely like we've been here a long time. Yeah, and also the word is more than a Southern word. Southern it's a great word. This time. Okay, um, let's do a couple more here. Have your uh, has your opinion on Cheetos or Doritos changed, Graham? Uh, I uh, no, I still like Doritos more. The purple ones are just the best for me. Um, the sweet and spicy chili. Mm. Been eating a lot more of those lately, although a lot more. I've kind of, I haven't been eating as many Doritos in the past year <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. as I have been in the past. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's Doritos still. Okay, let's do this one here from uh, Rachel. Gabe and Ian have two questions. I guess Rachel's the mom. What is your favorite video game? And what is your favorite poem? This is fun that these are together. And then Evelyn wants to know, same family, if you could be an animal, which animal would you be? My favorite video game, I really, really like the Zelda games. I've been playing the latest two, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I've been playing those like alongside my son. So that's been really, really fun. But I also like like the old NES or, or Nintendo or Super Nintendo like a lot of those classic ones, like Mario and things like that. What about you? I mean, I'm not as big, as we said earlier, I'm not as big of a gamer as you. I didn't really grow up. I was well in high school before we ever got a system. And you know, by that, if you start at that age, you kind of get behind everybody else. So I'd go to my friend's houses and we'd play Super Smash Brothers or like yeah. the James Bond game, Golden, you know, uh, Golden Knight. And I was, I did not have enough experience, so I would lose all the time. That is not fun. It is not fun to play with people who are better than you like much better than you if they're also like not showing you the ropes or like helping you out and making it fun for you. And you're just getting like beat all the time, but you could talk about the game that we used to play together. I NHL, we played NHL. I did. I also uh, love FIFA. Oh yeah. So I love games like that because those were the ones I just got better at. And I kind of intuitively knew, but I mean, I, I, but I like video games. Uh, we don't have a much of us. We just got, we just got a, um, a Wii through our neighbors and we've been playing a lot of fun games on that. And my kids will play 
some things on our iPad or whatever, but I never, I'm not a, yeah, you're much more. Do they have Mario Kart? Did you get Mario Kart for the Wii? That was yes. A, that was a really yes. fun. And that's one that I'm really bad at. Oh, you got to get that ma- master cycle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that means, but yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> what about what animal would you be? Oh, um, hmm. Didn't we answer this recently? Probably, but these no, things No, I think somebody asked the author on one of the recent ones what animal they would be. Mm. Maybe not. I'm Maybe I'm making stuff up. I feel like I would want to be a pangolin or... A pangolin? A pangolin. Okay. Or, or a hedgehog because they can roll up into an armored ball with spikes on it. So, you know, you're, it's just they got good defense. So this is easy for me. There's one of four choices. Okay. Which maybe it's not so easy, that means. But it's clearly one of four choices. Okay. Tiger. Oh, nice. Top predator. Top predator. Athletic. Multiple different ecosystems you can live in. Wow. Also, you okay. could be a Siberian, Siberian potentially. Um, and they're just cool looking. That doesn't sound great. Otter. Okay. Otter. Otter. Water. Swimming. They have a lot of fun. Good natured. The good natured thing. Dogs seem to have like a psych- like a psychological depth that a lot of animals don't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know... Dogs, obvious reasons, and then uh, and then a horse also would be so one of those four, I think, because there's like a strength and a usefulness, a personality, and all of those animals. That's good. Maybe a tiger. But. I would say actually, like, I would want the ability to fly. Oh, which I would you wax wing. You want to be a wax wing? No, I'd want to be like a bald eagle because they're also protected. So like, you're not going to get like shot out of the sky or captured or anything. Maybe you'll get shot with a camera, because hmm. um, people are. But anytime you land, people will be like, "Whoa, yeah, look at that!" True. And you'll that's be like, true. "Yep, look at me." Puff out your chest and then go fly away. <sighs> oh, we didn't answer the question from Toby. Oh, which one is a cereal a soup? Oh, oh, and then also there's the question of: Do we put our uh, milk or cereal in first? Now you don't eat milk at all with yeah, cereal. Not applicable. I would. I do not put my milk, my milk in first. I find that to be strange behavior. I'm sorry, Savannah. I never even would have thought. She's about asked that. this question a lot. I have to think Savannah puts it in first. She, she, that's what she says. She actually says here. And the reason I ask, the reason I think it's weird is because every cereal needs a different amount of milk. Maybe she's very good at knowing ratios, like measuring things before they happen. It's the only explanation. She got a sixth sense of cereal. Sixth sense. Um, what a, uh, as for soup? What do you think? Is a cereal a soup? Um, my gut says yes. My gut says yes because, like, as we talked with Mac Barnett, a soup, by definition, is a primarily a liquid food, generally served warm or hot, but can be cold, combining, like, any ingredients with milk or water. It feels like a soup to me, at least. I think that... But- but I eat cereal without milk, so no, it's not. A, it's not a soup. So I think a soup milk. has to be made by boiling, heating meat, fish, or vegetables in stock or water. So I think you'd have to heat it and boil it because the soup is going to have an often going to have some kind of a more thick consistency than you're going to get. Just because something's floating in a liquid doesn't make it a soup. Okay, what if you leave it for an hour? Is it then a soup? After it gets soupy, well, but you're saying cereal for a while and then it becomes soupy. Yeah, 
Like well, it I think breaks then down into a if, glo- if something glue. can go from something else to a soupy consistency, then that necessarily means that it wasn't soupy to begin with. I think you might be right on this. Okay, final verdict. Like waves and water are not naturally soup, but then you can describe them as soupy if they... If you throw a potato in there. <laughs> uh, okay, so officially yeah. cereal, not a soup, but hot graham cracker, that sounds like a soup to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a little. I mean, I'd be. I'm actually more open to that. <laughs> Molly asks, "What's what about a, the poems? Oh, poems. Do you have a favorite poem? That was a question that got asked here a second ago. Yeah, that was by uh, Rachel and. Yeah, who wants to know? I do have a favorite G- poem. Gave an Ian. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell them. <laughs> um, Robert Frost, mending wall. Mm, okay. Yeah, Frost is amazing. Uh, one of the first, uh, one of the first poets that like actively captured my imagination was Tennyson. So he is high up there for me. Although a lot of his poems are very long (laughs) and like, uh, but like in memoriam Tennyson, Mm -hmm. uh, T.S. Eliot. Yeah. She's a poem. Like like, you have a favorite poem. I like. No, I'm just going to keep going on my favorites. Um, I think my favorite poem is not necessarily the greatest poem ever written. Yeah. But it's either Wendell Berry's Piece of Wild Things. Great. Or it's a poem called Digging by Seamus Haney. It's probably one of those two. Those are two excellent poems. But there's a lot of poems. That's just right now. Ask me again in a year. Yeah, this is an impossible question. I will will also say, like, I'm a big... um, Billy Collins Defender. Um, oh yeah, and he has a poem Very called. He has a poem called Liturgy that I love, and he has one called The Lanyard that I also like. Yeah, I he, just love yeah. love those poems. Okay, from James, hardback or paperback books? Hmm, good question. Both. Uh, if it's a book I love, I want multiple editions of it. Yeah. So I'm gonna eventually end up with multiple hardcover ones yeah along with paperback ones i i do love a paperback i i don't know i this is a hard question as someone who owns a bookstore and spends a lot of time with both of these things i am it's an impossible thing for me to answer because sometimes i mean there's something substantive about a hardcover like when a book new book by an author i love comes out and that hardcover is there that's really exciting or the really nice edition of a book that you love. But there's also something so great about being able to throw that paperback in your backpack, maybe even your back pocket. It's just easier to carry around. And the paperback that you've loved and loved and the cover's a little bent, maybe Graham's dropped it in the bath. There's just all <laughs> kinds of scenarios that the paperback allows you to love a book. Like it wears your love differently. Yeah. You throw it in a backpack when you're out climbing, you want to read in the woods or whatever. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you and I have like, I think some editions of books that we that, that we love for that very reason. Let's do a couple more here. Um, let me just ask this one more uh, from James of Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo Switch. As a non-expert gamer, I always preferred the PlayStation. But what would you say? Uh, I PlayStation was like my favorite console for for ages, and then my PlayStation Three, which that probably sounds ancient to a lot of listeners. Uh, my three-year-old <laughs> daughter. Uh, it could also play DVDs, and so it, uh, my three-year-old daughter not put three. a DVD. She's not three anymore. No, but she put a DVD in. It wasn't working. 
So she put another DVD in and then she put another one and they had ended up with like six of them jammed. Did you have to take everything apart? Yeah. And then it stopped working. Okay. But after that, we got a Nintendo Switch and that has been my one of the my favorite consoles I've ever owned. I'm secretly really hoping that my kids will earn a PlayStation at some point so that we can have one in our And homes. we can play NHL again together. NHL together. And that's FIFA. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, what about this one? What's your favorite? Okay, this is very specific. What's Let's do all of these by Molly. Fun fact about each of us. How many kids do we have? And what's your favorite Sun Chip flavor? Whoa. What was the first one? What's a fun fact about each of you? Fun fact. Um, and you can't say that you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan because that's usually not that fun. Here's a fun fact. I have an uncanny ability to find three leaf clovers. That's what? I don't know why people say, say, say it's so hard, but I can find three leaf clovers all day. And I, my fun fact about me is that I have this great ability to attract friends who make up nonsense about themselves. <laughs> it's a joke because the four leaf clover is the one that's hard to right. find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my only fun fact that, I mean, every, I don't know, I, I play the violin, but I only, oh, yeah. I only play it on full moons. So <laughs> outside on the, on the hill. They call, they call that a, a howling violin. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just because you're not very good. What's your, Actually, you are pretty good at violin, aren't you? Uh, some would say. Do I mean, still, the animals don't run away. When do you do you still play very much? Uh, not not as much as I want to. How often do you play? Mm, not as much as I want okay, to. Fair enough. It's like it's it's the time thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the time. Yeah. This what about you? Did you say mood. a fun fact? What's a real fun fact? <clears throat> um, you own a bookstore. I do. I do own a bookstore. Um, I have four kids. You have three kids. So that answers that question. Fun fact about me is I have a weirdly shaped ear that when I was growing up, kids used to say was an elf ear and they'd make fun of me at Awana's on Wednesday nights while sitting on that carpeted gym floor with the painted three-point lines. Um, and uh, then my uncle, when I was older, said that I should get a t-shirt that says, you fought Mike Ty- I fought Mike Tyson too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did uh, not do. But yeah, I've got an ear that's a little, that looks weird. It looks like I got the tip of it uh, um, bit off. And so every now and then when I meet somebody or as I've gotten to know somebody and they ask me what happened, I'll say, eh, just nonchalantly, I got in a fight with a dog when I was a kid. And, uh, and then they say, what, really? And then I say, you should see the dog. And then, <laughs> yeah. But that's not what happened. I was born that way. I think it's called an angel bite. Like, that's what they... I don't think it looks weird. I think it's cool. Oh, thanks. What's your favorite sun chip flavor? I don't know sun chips Mine's, very well. Uh, that Harvest Garden one that's kind of like salsa-y. I'm going to go with that because I don't remember. I haven't had it's sun chips bag. very much. Yeah, Maybe my, I don't think we kid. get them a ton over here, do we? Like multiple like flavors? Well, yeah, there's like three. There's the original, there's the garden salsa, and then there's, I don't know what the other one is. I guess I just don't reach for them. Yeah. All right. I like the texture of here's them. Here's a question from Savannah. Okay. I think y'all, I think y'all have mentioned that you like Trader Joe's. What would <laughs> be we... your ultimate Trader Joe's shopping trip include? Oh. Mine would be a few fruit leathers, a bag of the chili lime rolled tortilla chips, a bag of plantain chips. And a sparkling water. 
Preferably orange. This is a great question. Yeah. Do you know the answer? Could you? Okay, let's we're going. To, let's pretend we're going together. Yeah. We're picking some things out. What did she call it? Ultimate Trader Joe shopping trip. So we have one cart between us, and we're each adding things. I don't know. Go. Ultimate sounds like multiple cart situation. Well, we'll fill one up first. I'd say we grab okay, we three cars, cars, carts, okay, and we fill them all up with dark chocolate peanut butter cups. <laughs> what? <Really? laughs> they're so good. They're so. Here. I'm getting hungry. So they're so good. They used to make a mint peanut. Not a mint peanut butter cup, a mint cup that was the exact same shape uh, Trader Joe's did, but I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, so, I also love the sliced mango from. Oh, that's Trader really Jones. good. In the sweets category, they have excellent black licorice. Oh, you're right. They have excellent animal crackers. They have the best animal crackers. Really? Yep. And they also have the Scandinavian swimmers. Uh, yes. Which are the they're better than Swedish they're better fish. than Swedish fish. They also have. Excellent vanilla ice cream, which is basically made in the same way that frozen custard is made. So it's one of the best, if there's a higher egg content, so it's one of the best vanilla ice creams you can get anywhere. They have very good salsa verde chips and the... They're olive oil potato chips. Those are very good. good. Just very simple. And the ones that Savannah mentioned, the chili lime roll Mm -hmm. tortilla chips, we've had those on the snack time a long time ago, and uh, those are excellent. Um, and also, we have to grab some flowers from the little flower section because they've got Always. Cheap, cheap, and we're both married, so, you know. Yeah. When in Rome, don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should put that on a t-shirt. Um, all right, Dominic wants to know, who is your favorite Star Wars character? We've answered this before. Do you remember what you said? Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's not what you said. I don't know, but that is what my favorite is now. Oh, well, maybe it is what you said, actually. What did you say? I said Salacious B. Crumb. The, <laughs> he's the, it doesn't, um, he's the, he's the little monkey guy that lives in Jabba's palace. Um, uh, but. Did I say uh, Boba Fett or something? I think you said Han Solo. Oh, I mean, it, Han's great. I, maybe you Han said Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Maybe you said Obi-Wan. It's one of those two. Honestly, the classic ones are like pretty much the best characters. I mean, Luke's a little milk toast, but um, Darth Vader's... I mean, they're just so iconic. Yeah. Um, um, it probably is Han Solo, honestly, now that, I've, now that you're telling me that. Uh, but uh, my favorite character used to be Boba Fett. Who does nothing. Does nothing's barely in it, and he's, like, so mysterious. You're like, this guy looks amazing. And they took his helmet off. Well, yeah, so then they made... You know, the whole show with him. Thanks for nothing, Dave Filoni. And they made, there's a lot of Mandalorian content. And like, I don't, I'm not opposed to those shows, but it made him less cool to me. Yeah, once you know him more. It's like, I don't actually need this. I like the, I like the questions about him more than the answers. But from the newer stuff, uh, I really like Rogue One. So the main character in that is um, Jin Erso. And I thought she was a, Excellent character. Andor Um, is also great. Although maybe that's not as like much of a kid friendly show. It's like a little slower and more like. But he's a great character. He's in Rogue One too. Yeah, right. Um, And then there's the droid, Andor's droid, uh, K2SO. He's just like sarcastic droid. (laughs) Oh, oh, I think you actually said C3PO. What? We talked about C-3PO. I don't think I would have said C-3PO. Uh, people are going to have to go back and listen to one of those my, question, my, please. Those. What's your favorite soda? 
Was that on there? I, did, I missed that one too. Um, the Bev kids. Uh, you know, recently I had a cherry Coke for the first time in a long time. I almost spat my water out because I thought you were about to say you had cherry Coke for the first time. <laughs> no, not in the first. I used to drink it um, like water when I was like 12 years old. Um, <laughs> and it was so good. I like forgot how much I used to like cherry Coke. Um, but I would probably say like a really good root beer. Um, yeah. But Dr. Pepper too. Oh, like, I was going to say an amazing root beer, like a really high quality root beer. Um, one of my favorite things out to get is Chick-fil-A Dr. Pepper. What are you talking about? You know how people talk about McDonald's having the best Coke? Yeah. Chick-fil-A has the best Dr. Pepper. This is goes so great with their food. I'm telling you. This is not a thing. Google it. I bet it's a thing. Do it next time you go to Chick-fil-A. Get some fries and some sandwich or some nuggets or whatever you get there and get the Dr. Pepper from their fountain with their ice and everything. It's one of the best fast food, like specific fast food experiences. It's delicious. I'll take your word for it. I'll try it. All right. Couple more. We got to be done. We got to yep. wrap up. We got one or two. Let's do. Let's uh, do one well, more. Well, this is Ash, Ashlyn, and Lydia. Okay. They both both asked this in different places. Um, why did you decide to start the Withy Wendell podcast? I mean, this is easy. You'll remember. This is when we were. Right. I I was troll hunting. Uh, in Bolivia, yeah. and came upon this cave. Is that the Bolivia time? Is well, yeah. It's troll. Hunt. I was troll hunting in Bolivia. It wasn't Belarus. No, that okay. was later. Okay, all right. That was when we were both troll hunting Go- oh, together. Right, this right, is right. when I was troll you hunting myself. Okay, and went into this, found this cave, heard yeah. a lot of noises coming from inside, and uh, saw you captured in there. Right. Um. That, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is that time. Yes. Freed you. I, I, that was very nice. And you were hungry. I had chips. Right. Yeah. Gave you the chips. Then we started laughing. We were telling jokes. And then, uh, and then the, I said, I really wish you hadn't brought Cheetos. Doritos would have been better. And then we yeah, just kind of joked about, we were joking about joke. that. And then and the yeah. troll came in and was like, oh, you guys should start a podcast. Yeah. And yeah. then he actually came to the bookstore with us. And right. we can't get rid of and, him. And then like, he turned out not to be as mean. Like you probably didn't actually need to rescue me, but I was so bored that I know what you <laughs> did. You saved me from the boredom. And then we thought, Ultimately, what we would rather do is float along on a boat together down a river than we would, like, you know, be stuck in a lair. Yeah. Um, so, and we may have a future poster about being this, this experience. Hmm. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Potentially. Uh, speaking of which, we do have some more posters available. Should we put those online for people to buy? Or should we not? Do we have enough? We have a few. Let's put a few online. We've sent them all out. We have a few left. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Maybe like a dozen. Yeah. Something like that. Limited okay. edition. Until okay. they're, they're gone. You can find those at goldberrybooks.com. That's true. Under the more tab. <laughs> Under the more tab. Okay. So it, truthfully, what happened was I was actually troll hunting. <laughs> and I came across great. <laughs> well, we. No, no, no. We. We. We just, we love talking about books together. We love joking around. We love eating snacks. I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of, we talked about wanting to do a podcast for kids because we do podcasts for adults where we talk about books. And I think a lot of the kids who listen to this, their parents probably listen to our show, Close Reads. And um, we always thought, let's, we wanted to do something for our kids and something that our kids would listen to. And yeah, I mean, it just kind of spun out from there. We came up with segments and came up with ideas and talked about it for a long time. And here we are. Yeah. And we think, I mean, for me, it was like, 
I, yeah, I wanted to make something. Well, you, you, I think you and maybe Bethany had the idea at first, and you asked me to to do it with you, and I did not want to do it. I didn't think I'd be good at it, so I was like, I, I think you need to find somebody else. And I mean, the truth is, we've had to like, you know, really lift you up one <laughs> way. Um, but then, yeah, I was like, I think my kids like this as we were like outlining the show and like getting more excited before it ever aired. It's like, well, let's give it a go. See if it catches on with an audience. If nothing else, I think my kids are going to like this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, they did. They really liked it. And then it did catch on. Yeah. And then, but I check in with my Here kids. Here we are. <laughs> I check in with my kids all the time. Like, it's been years now. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, you, you still like Withy Wendell? <laughs> and they're like, yes, of course. Um, and then, like, every Monday. Is your youngest daughter, is Ella liking it? No, she, no, but she doesn't listen to podcasts at all. Okay. She wants music. Got like, it. all okay. the time. So she's What about in the car? We don't listen to it in the car. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I mean, like, you're... So occasionally my kids insist that my wife put it on. Oh, no, I say no. Um, I don't mean when I'm in the car. Oh, when they're in the car? Yeah. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Although I don't think your wife really listens to it. I mean, my wife doesn't really listen to it. I think they're kind of like maybe a little ashamed of us. For... <laughs> I think they're very proud of us. <laughs> but they don't like groaning as much as we do to bad jokes. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it came about because we've been friends a long time and um, David's been podcasting in other areas a long time and just made sense. All right, let's end here. We got to end this episode. It's getting really long. It's a true palooza. Um, these are from Eden. So quickly, what is your favorite dessert of all time? Could you answer that? Oh, uh, probably not. I love pie. Pie yeah. is becoming the big thing and my favorite pie I can answer. I love key lime pie and I love uh, apple pie <laughs> and I love cherry pie and I love chocolate pie and I love lemon meringue pie and I love pecan pie and I love pumpkin pie. Um, so, so my favorite... <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite dessert is just frozen custard, some kind of frozen custard oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Because I grew up working for my grandparents in amazing frozen custard restaurants, and it's just a very special thing to me. So something related to that would have to be my favorite. I like a lot of other things, but that would be that would just take take the cake. <laughs> so so uh, I think technically my favorite – well, I love ice cream as well and milkshakes, um, but I love a donut. But I never, <laughs> ever, ever think of it as a dessert. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm never eating a meal and then being like, give me a donut. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, it's like you're out and about and you grab a donut or you want one in the morning, um, a glazed donut. So speaking of donuts, Eden also wants to know if you could never have a ketchup anymore in your life or never have mustard anymore in your life, which would you choose? Get that mustard out of here. Although. Dude, you, you don't even like ketchup. I like ketchup with French fries. Because you just dip it. You don't want it on anything else. You just want to dip food in it. Well, ketchup, you need ketchup to make barbecue sauce. Bear, not really. Well, okay. I mean, it's always make I it easier. I feel like you need ketchup more. You can do other things to sweeten it up. Although you can use mustard seeds in mustard in like a lot of cooking as well. Yeah. I, I would like, want the mustard. I would get rid of the I like ketchup. I'll eat it on a burger. Shoot. But I want the mustard because the mustard is a more sophisticated food. So when you're eating like a pretzel with really good with a really good, you know, you want to dip that. Like yeah. mustard can be used in so many different you ways. You might be right. I just think of like just the blip, the yellow bottle and uh, I don't know. It's not my, I don't that, like Yeah, it. that is weird. But you have to like not think about 
you know, a traditional just yellow mustard. There's Dijon and then we wouldn't have stuff. the mustard, the Dijon honey Dijon chips. Yeah, that's true. But if you took ketchup away, you wouldn't have ketchup chips. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm not. <laughs> Although that's not ketchup. That's just powdered stuff. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. Okay, last but not least here, do you have any fun holiday traditions? Let's end here because it's it's December now. Christmas is coming. It's right around the corner. What do yep. you say? In uh, probably, it, it has to get closer to Christmas, but like a week before Christmas, we all pile in the, the car, kids all in their pajamas. We go get hot chocolate and then we drive around and look at the, Drive around to the best places in our town to look at Christmas lights. There are some pretty good ones. Yeah, there's good ones. Yeah, we do that too. And then Christmas Eve service. That's kind of like our only tradition. And then right after Thanksgiving when we're putting everything up. Yeah. You have your tree up already, right? Yeah. 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 Same. So do we. What's your tradition? Well, on Christmas morning, we like to do this thing where we put presents under the tree. Santa brings some. You put them under on Christmas morning? And then we let the kids open them. (laughs) So we like, we like to open presents what? on Christmas morning. No way. Um, okay, so a couple that stand out for me. They're not like, I don't know, most people's Christmas traditions, I think, are they're very personal. And to those people, they feel so common. Yeah. So for us, for example, we my mom always, the big meal for us growing up, the most memorable meal for me growing up was Christmas breakfast. Mm-hmm. And my mom would always make delicious cinnamon rolls. They Yum. would take all night. They'd have, to, they'd have to rise overnight. That's a huge, so Christmas morning, Cinnamon rolls, and we'd have grapefruit, and my mom would do soft-boiled eggs sometimes. And now she makes these amazing breakfast casseroles, and we do more of a brunch. And my dad would read the Christmas story, and it would take forever, but we wouldn't be able to open presents until after breakfast. And you can see them over there. Exactly. And they're basically like, they're like vibrating. They yeah, want to exactly. be open so badly. Exactly. And that is that that stands out to me. So we try, <laughs> you know, Christmas morning cinnamon rolls. Um, there's little things like my mom used to put you know, a certain kinds of things in our stockings. And well, I like to do that cool. kids. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, and uh, we used to put a magazine in our stockings. So it'd be like a magazine about movies or books or a magazine about sports. Aww. Just little things like that that stand out. Now um, she just puts a website in your stocking. <laughs> now she, my wife does the stocking for me. So. Oh, true. <laughs> um, another tradition I love is having a budget for stockings with my wife and then her keeping the budget and me going way over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really like that. I actually love doing my wife's stocking. I get a kick out of it. Like, I really enjoy that. I love, I love Christmas shopping. We should compare. I love going out and about and Christmas shopping when other people think it's stressful. I find we that should a lot compare of fun. notes on stocking. I feel like I always struggle with the stocking. Maybe we should Chris, stocking shop together. I wouldn't okay. go that far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll compare notes then. Um, but I don't know. I think a lot of the traditions that I most like are so simple and, mm. and you know, are, are little, little things. Um, and, and, you know, our family has, you know, you get new ones as you start to have children and then the ones that you grew up with become special in different ways and, and all that. So yeah, I grew up going to, on Christmas Eve to my grandma's house in Wisconsin and we do a big thing with her side of the family there. And that was always very special. Um, now we don't do that cause we live here and family's all dispersed and you know, my grandpa's not living still and, um, but those, I think a lot of the traditions that I grew up with are great memories that, you know, yeah. they can't be the same anymore. Um, but they're some of my favorite memories. So, well, Graham, does that bring us to the end of the episode? I think it does. Brings us to the end of season six of Withy Windle. We went long, a lot of questions. We went long on the whole season. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> this is some this super-sized episodes. Some, yeah, maximalized episodes. 
Hopefully, it, hopefully that's good for the kids. If you don't want us, to, if you think it's better if we do shorter episodes, let us know because we can we can do that. Yeah, but also if you like them long, let us know. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to just invite people to tell us to make them shorter. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, because yeah, if you really like a two-hour episode that you can listen to over you know two days Multiple or three days, days yeah, or yeah, yeah. you love that. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Um, we're not intentionally making them long or short, but we, um, yeah, we, we just do. We what? are trying to make something that you all like to spend time with and that, you know, we didn't want to do a quick little, we wanted to make it a hangout episode where you, you know, you, you can, you can, you can fall asleep to it one night and then you can pick it up the next day or you can, you know, you can listen to an episode multiple times and they'll still be, still be fun and still be funny and all that. So let us know your feedback. Please do leave us reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your get your podcasts, please do subscribe at withywindle.substack.com. It's totally free. You, you know, you can get all kinds of great content there, participate in conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, every time we have an author on beforehand, we put up posts on our Substack. That's right. Um, asking for questions. And so that's where you can submit your questions. And like, as soon as we do that, if you're signed up, um, you or your parents will get an email just saying, hey, withywindle wants something... Uh, <laughs> that's right. You can also find the at Graham's ad reads pulled out. Um, we're talking about doing some some future content as with those those little segments pulled out. So we we got lots of ideas for the Substack. So please do subscribe. It's helpful to us, but it's also helpful to you. We think because it helps you get a, access to the content. You know what? I was I took a walk <laughs> the, the other day okay. with my family. Okay, and my son and I were kind of in the back because my wife walks fast. And I walk slow. That's how it works. Lagging behind. We were talking about the show, and I can't remember why it came up or whatever, but my son was like, you should make a Withy Window book. And I thought, nah, that doesn't sound, I don't know. Nobody's going to be interested in that. But then we talked about it some more. And it's like, maybe on like the 100th episode or something. This is, we're talking years down the line though, right? Doing like a retrospective of the first 100 episodes we could like have people illustrate like wet gym and like we could pull oh, out, yeah. have somebody like listen back to some author interviews and like transcribe some of the best quotes from different authors. That'd be and, fun. Like, yeah. Dude, you know, uh, I think it could be so cool. Um, do a really fun heart full color type thing. Yeah. And like yeah. a limited, like just something that I would want on my shelf that yeah. I'd be able to like look back through and be like, wow, we, you know, these so many great authors and like so since we're thinking this through here what about action figures <laughs> <laughs> wet jim crispy kenneth wheat aroma alice uh, gar- gargle uh, gargle hauser boys gargle hauser the pe- the pack of pigeons, pigeons the the the, um, um, the printer the you printer, <laughs> the printer you and me uh sd smith <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, with, no, no. Every kid's now excited about this idea. Yeah, this is not do, a real idea. You know what? Let's be out of. We gotta stop. The book potentially real idea. We gotta talk a lot more about that. Might never happen. Sounds cool. Also sounds like a lot of work. Also sounds expensive. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> Um, well, truly thank you to all the kids who've been listening, to all the families who who spend time with us. We are so grateful to have you um, and to be a part of your family's car trips or your 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 carpools or your, you know, times when you're trying to fall asleep at night and, and uh, you need something boring to listen to. So <laughs> we just we are grateful to be a part of, of your lives and that you're a part of ours. So 
So thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thanks, as always, to Logan, our special guest last week, for the hard work that he puts in on these shows. And thank you to our sponsors this season, uh, the Cersei Press. They've got lots of great books over there. And then, of course, Waxwing Books and Read Aloud Revival. Please check out uh, both of them at CerseiInstitute.com slash books. And then at WaxwingBooks.com and ReadAloudRevival.com. Um, couldn't do it without our sponsors. So, so thanks to them. And Graham, thanks to you. Yeah, thanks, thanks to me. Yeah. Two. For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I think it's time. I think we got to go right. hibernate uh, in, our, in our cave uh, with our layers of uh, fat we've accumulated from snack time. That's and right. we'll be back in the spring with season seven. Yeah. Season February? seven. That's coming up next. Something like that. We'll, Something we'll, like we'll that. announce before too long. So for Grant Pittman, I'm David Kern. Until next time, happy reading and Merry Christmas. Goodbye.